Hey fam. Welcome to another episode of Remember. Let's go ahead and breathe. Inhale down into your root. How many of you actually do this? I want to pull and hold. Exhale, let it go. Breathe it in. Hold. And let something go. Last one. Breathe it in. Hold. Let it go. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in today. My name is Sophia. How's everyone doing? How is everyone experiencing life? How's everyone riding the waves that come up in the present moment experience? I just practice more and more on becoming a skilled surfer or fortifying my ship again and again and again until it's just stronger and stronger in learning to have certain ways of riding the waves. Because we're in what I believe is earth school. So the lessons are going to continuously appear. Every moment a teacher, every moment an opportunity to choose. Gosh. <laughs> to choose. And I think the important piece that I talk about always is allowing ourselves to release a mountain of evidence that we are grasping on for dear life in order to step into our commitment, but I think a commitment must be established. Peace, connection, integrity, I mean, whatever it is. If one does not have that commitment in place, why would one ever release evidence that is protecting them, that feels like it's making someone else wrong, that feels like they're right and justified in being right? Gosh, I really, I reflect back on who I used to be and man, when I would get triggered, I would throw evidence in people's faces, hard freaking core. <gasps> you're wrong and here's the reasons you're wrong and yeah, I'm pissed and yeah, I have an attitude, but that's just me. That's just me. That's just who I am. I was blown away when I started to realize that we can choose, that I could choose. And then that took humbling myself, humbling myself enough to realize, oh wait, shit, this actually isn't quote unquote just me in my habitual reactive patterns, but I have a choice here. And the amount of humbling it takes to, to shift that when it's a full body experience 
have any of you ever been so triggered or so caught up in this person is wrong because of this, this, and this that you didn't even want to shift? Or maybe a sliver of truth comes in and it's like, oh shit, okay, I can choose differently. I can release this finger pointing, but it feels like death in a way. Like the body's like, no, no, no. Because the ego feels so right. It feels so justified in why this other person is wrong. Or why this other person is da 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 Or why we're wrong. Like it can even be making ourselves wrong. I am wrong because I did this and that was stupid. And look at the impacts of this. They're upset. Oh wait, shit, I can choose differently. But then that means releasing that and not making yourself or someone else wrong. Letting it go. And choosing something different. A lot of us don't want to do that because the feeling is so overwhelming and so convincing and it's like we're losing something or giving something up to shift and that's exactly what we're doing and that's why a commitment I feel has to be in place like one has to be committed to peace. I'm committed to peace and lately I have been projecting like freaking crazy on Jeremiah, the person who's in my field constantly. The clearest mirror. <laughs> uh, I saw this thing this morning that inspired this conversation. And it was Dr. Gabor Mate. And he was sharing this study of 100 soldiers go to war and 20 come out traumatized and the other 80 don't. Why is that? Well, the 20 that came out traumatized had early childhood trauma where they didn't feel safe in their homes they you know their systems um, formed on a dysregulated pattern so that just like reaffirms my theory that not my theory my knowing that any present moment trigger is pointing to a past-based experience it's never the actual moment it's never the actual moment that we're so inflamed by something. It's something from the past. But if we just react to the present moment, react to that person, react to ourselves, make ourselves wrong, make that person wrong, cycle in that separation, whether it's with self or other, then we are just reinforcing that pattern and sh keeping that wound that's knocking on the door to be seen buried deeper. We're just burying that shit. And then we'll sometimes even, like if it's involving another person, we might may go to them and try to get them to rearrange us or quote unquote fix the situation or tell us what we want to hear or whatever to make us temporarily feel better. But then that's just putting a band-aid on it for the next moment that's going to trigger it by ripping the band-aid off. And then it's like, okay, are we going to humble ourselves enough to look within and do the work now? Or do we want to still keep pointing the finger? Now, this is not, I feel like I need to like, um, I can't think of the word. I need to like asterisk this in every podcast because it's something I hear so much with the people that I work with, like one-on-one. -on -one. 
and sometimes in groups, it's, well, I feel like I'm just letting them get away with something or I'm letting them mistreat me or they're not being held accountable. And that's not it at all. You know, it's really when we are, one is in a sovereign space and not just being triggered by their own traumas. If we're not being treated in a way that's in alignment for us, then we communicate that from a sovereign place, a sovereign place outside of the triangle, outside of I'm a victim to this perpetrator's actions. Do you see what I mean? I am a victim to them harming me. We just, we're in our power, we're sitting in our throne and we are like, okay, this is not in alignment for me. So we address accordingly. The way that you are relating to me isn't in alignment for me. Can we try this? Or, you know, something like that, like just speaking from a sovereign space, not from a space of I'm a victim their perpetrator, they're wrong. So I'm going to rescue myself by telling them how wrong they are. So I, they can like tell me what I want to hear. And then the situation is band-aided. Does that, does that make sense? Have you ever been triggered by something? And if you're not someone who gets triggered easily by others, what about yourself? Are you one to make yourself wrong a lot or beat yourself up? How's your self-talk? How's your judgment to your own being? You know, those are triggers to your own self. These are all opportunities to shift, to expand, to liberate ourselves because we rest always in freedom. We rest always in the expanse of who and what we are, where we rest in unity with all that is. It's beyond the dualistic, good, bad, right, wrong, this, that. We rest there always. We're free there. We are healed there, but we are in this three-dimensional realm of ego. And the ego really grasps onto all the ways that we are separate or that we need to protect ourselves or that we need to defend ourselves. And it feels really good to a part of us because it feels like self-love to a part of us. When that ego's inflamed and we're protecting ourselves from someone or something that we perceived as an attack, subconsciously probably or maybe consciously then it's like i'm protecting you i'm keeping you safe from this thing that could harm you but that is um feeding our own illusion our own separateness we're keeping ourselves locked in the veils of illusion and actively choosing to keep ourselves asleep asleep in the dream (laughs) The more awake one can become, the more free one realizes they always are. And in that space of freedom, one remembers that the magic that seems so out of grasp is actually their innate ability. The movies, the fairy tales of what's possible with magic is actually our reality. But the more that we are trapped in the illusions of identity, the illusions of protection, of defense, the further we keep ourselves from what is possible. So it's working with our ego identity from a space of expanse, from a remembrance of who and what we are, that level of awareness. And I'm speaking all this to you and I know it. 
and I've embodied it and I've walked in realms of, of understanding my magic and been blown away by what's possible. Like that different things that I've seen are actually, or th things that I've seen in movies growing up or something is actually something I'm capable of doing now that I am more magical than I could ever even fathom and I know all this and lately I've been pro projecting and coming into protection in ways that just are mind-blowing to me I'm in this home where I'm like alone all the time in silence with myself doing things to bring myself into the present moment actively retraining my mind to be fully here now um, resting. I'm doing a lot, a lot, a lot of rest, 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 energy work on my body, meditation. And then the times that I'm not alone, I'm with Jeremiah. He's here when he's not at work. And anything that's coming up in me, the silence and the space that I've created to see what has been shoved down my whole life, um, it wants ways to reinforce itself. So when someone's ego projects onto you, whether they're calling you names or they're, they're throwing their energy at you or you're feeling anger from them, you're the projection piece. And if you engage back, if your ego gets inflamed and you protect or defend or engage back, um, then their ego is justified. And their ego is like, yes, I have bait. I have evidence on why I can keep running. They're doing this. So it's like the ego tries to bait because then if it gets a catch, then it gets to um, keep running. Otherwise, there's nothing to run it on unless your thoughts give it a reality and you keep cycling in that. Does that make sense? If someone comes up and screams at you on the street, fuck you, and you're like, F you too, then your ego, like you can keep going. And then when that person walks away, they're like, oh, that person and da, 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 da. They don't humble themselves and look, oh my God, I just yelled at that person. Their ego is just trying to get more evidence to like keep going. But if you respond back with love, their ego has nowhere to go. It can keep, of course, projecting back. Of like, I can't believe they said that to me. I can't believe they said I love you. Like who do they think they are? But eventually it unravels. Because it cannot be sustained unless you keep fueling it yourself in your mind. But still, if it keeps being met with love when it tries to bait externally, it cannot be sustained. So here I'm projecting on Jeremiah things that are coming up. And I witness it. I'm like, damn. Wow, it's been a while. You know, it's been a while since I've been triggered like this because Sage and I had gotten to a place in our relationship where it was so just comfortable and easy. Like we ceased doing our work. We we're just like good friends, roommates. Like we didn't engage in that way and we just learned each other and that was that. So I knew that I reached a capacity and I was like actively praying for my next teacher to come in that's going to support me in going to the next realm that my soul's calling for because how I created my environment I was in a stagnancy that wasn't fueling my soul and I knew that but I felt lost in it of not knowing my steps so I was guided very clearly to where I am now very fucking clearly in a way that was how I asked let my next steps be undeniable and then it appeared 
and appeared in the form of another being. And my ego is like, great. I wanted to be alone. I wanted to go to Thailand. I love being alone. Like you guys, I love being alone. Before Sage, when I was alone for a few years, I had a lot of amazing guys come in. And I just kept saying no to learn how to love and be with myself. And I fell in love with it, okay? There's only so much work you can do alone. <laughs> because when you're in close proximity with someone and you're opening your being to them and sharing a life, the shit that comes up and can be projected is all the parts of you that are keeping you in separation, even subconsciously. Because you, ultimately, one is opening up to God through that union like I'm allowing this mirror to open me deeper to God my own God essence internally and externally so that is what I've entered into and fuck it is no joke even with all my tools all my practices I'm like shit whoa um so my ego tries to bait him like I will hear one thing that he says and it will like spin me out out of nowhere and I'll be like what the fuck does this mean and the thing is he doesn't react most of the time he's like I'm not going to be tempted into that and I see how it makes my ego angrier and I have no choice but to just sit with myself and unravel it myself I've seen all these ways in which I want him to fix or rearrange the moment to make me feel better to make my ego feel safe an illusion of safety. What did you mean by this? Can you explain it in a way that I want to hear that I know that you meant something different so I can feel okay? Instead of, he, and he'll say things like, I can't come in and, and do this for you. Like you have to do this for yourself because it will just come up again later. I'm not going to take away this opportunity for growth with you. Two podcasts ago, maybe three, I don't know, the first podcast I did with Jeremiah there's someone in his field who, um, yeah, I don't need to go into any backstory, but there's someone in his field who there's some unclear stuff in the space with them. And, you know, she listened to that podcast and it was in no way about her in any way, shape or form, not even a little tiny bit, but she was convinced that he was speaking in moments about her, like convinced because they have unclear energy in the space. He feels clear. She feels unclear. It's a whole thing, um, which I think he should get clear, but he feels anyways. So she messaged, emailed me and him, and it was this whole thing. It was so long, and it said all of these reasons. This is about me, and I know this is about me, but not only did she say it was about her, she went to defense and how could you say this? And you did this and this and this and like ic extreme accusations and extreme projection. I got triggered by it. I'm like, this is like, wow, she's so certain. And I could see where it was coming from in her and the amount of protection and the amount of like hell that feels like to operate in. I can relate. And he's, he would not even be tempted. He's like, I'm not gonna attempt I'm like I'm gonna respond and I did and I responded and I responded in ways where I was like I was like defending and that's ego protection defense any of that and that only feeds the ego more so for me I responded and then I was like 
hey, like I hear you. I hear that you feel this was about you. And I hear that you feel this and this and this. Totally get it. And I'm just letting you know this was not about you in any way. This part that you think was about you, we were actually just talking about that before and referring to someone and something different. And we informed them about that. Like this literally was not about you. And she, so since I was defending, I was hoping to get her to understand, but defending to an ego only like gives them more fuel. And she went back to like, no, you, you're being gaslit. I'm being gaslit. You don't know him very well. And he is talking about me. Like anything that could twist in the mind to be like, I am right and you are wrong and I'm defending myself and I'm using this as fuel to amplify the protection that I feel I'm giving myself in my field. And so I just got to see it so clearly, the, the ego in action, like from a different point of view than my own, because I see it a lot in people, but not at this degree where it's rare that someone's coming and like throwing all of this make wrong in, in evidence that they have created. So I wanted to respond again, but I was like, dang, I know my training. I know what this is. Am I going to keep this going? Even if I do it in the most loving way, protection, defense, making wrong, forcing an outcome, all of that is ego. And if I respond to an ego from ego, do I think that anything is going to get like smooth over? No. So I'm just like, I totally hear you that you feel this way. And anyways, so the thing I'm getting at here is Jer Jeremiah was not even tempted in. He read all that and it was to him mainly like you this and you that and you and none of it was true. And I was just amazed at him that he was like not even tempted into it. He didn't get triggered. He wasn't phased. He was like... I'm going to pray for her, you know, just pray for her freedom. And then, but at the same time, you know, we're learning from one of our teachers that even praying for someone in this, I really am glad to hear this because I would just get a little triggered when people would be like, I'm sending you healing energy and I'm, I'm going to send you this and I'm sending you this. Even I say it to people and I'm still, it's like a program I'm like catching and trying to shift because it's like, no, like don't send anyone anything unless they, you ask permission like our our teacher had shared it's like rate a form of rape energetic rape like i'm sending you this and i'm entering your field because i feel you need this prayer of healing because i feel you should be different you know <laughs> so it's like doing it in a way of like you can pray for people if you want for their freedom for their whatever you see or feel for their healing but pray for it on their on behalf of their own free will choice to accept it or you can ask them permission. Do I have permission to pray for you? Sometimes people will legit say no. I just started taking this on. And there's this woman down the street who she's really um, identified with being sick and very proud, like doesn't want to ask for help. And so it's this whole thing. And I was like, can I pray for you? And it was fascinating. Like it was fascinating what happened because she couldn't hear me. She's like, what? like standing right next to me. I'm like, what, what can I pray for you? She, and she'd be like, oh yeah, the, the street, the da da da. I'm like, no, can I pray for you? She's like, what? P-R-A-Y, pray. Is it okay if I pray for you? And she didn't have, she wasn't hard of hearing. We were having full on conversations, but she, her subconscious refused to hear the question. 
I was like, oh my God, like I see this now. So if I pray for someone, I'm just saying on behalf of their own free will choice, because then it lives in the field and something you put into the field always lives in the field. Here's the fucking crazy shit. It lives in there forever. Thought forms, patterns, prayers, it's in the field forever. Like, oh my God. So if at any point one person authentically is like, I desire to heal now, I receive the support that's available to me, that prayer then is received. So with someone's own free will choice. So anyways, going back to what I was saying, he said, I'll pray for her. You know, so it's like he sends prayers to this being with if they choose to accept it, their own free will choice, their freedom and their liberation from the suffering that is cycling. They're choosing to cycle in. But the thing is, we love to suffer. We fucking love it so much. Suffer, suffer. Woo, give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to me. No, no, I hate it. I hate suffering. Oh, my God. I just want it to stop. I just want freedom. I just want freedom from suffering. <laughs> oh, my God. Give it to me more. Shoot it up. Shoot it up. Oh, yeah. I love it. Love it. Fuck. I hate it so much. It's so funny because we love it. And our conscious mind may be like, I hate it. I do not hate it. I want freedom from this. But deep down, we secretly love it. We love to be wrong. We love to make ourselves wrong. We love feeling like a victim because that's sometimes we like have a distorted vision of, of love when we like look at ourselves like a, vi a victim and we coddle ourselves or other people coddle us and we're like, yeah, I'm getting the love. And it's just like this distorted spiral that's not even really distorted because that's labeling it bad and wrong. It's just like, oh, I see this system playing out and oh shit, I desire to change this. So to have a different experience. So I'm going to change it. But then it takes humbling oneself. In this example I'm giving, it takes like pointing the finger out so fucking strong. It's like, all right, let me just pause for a moment. I, they can still be wrong. But let me look at myself. The three fingers pointing back. What is triggered in me here? So for me with Jeremiah, it's like, okay, what is triggering me here? Oh, and what has been coming up is I feel unsafe. So I'm like, all right, so I have been projecting somewhere out of nowhere on him. All of a sudden this past month, maybe we're getting into a deeper layer. I've been projecting that he is a point of safety for me. And then when he does certain things and I hear them in a certain way, it triggers me feeling unsafe and I want to run or push him away from me. Um, which is pointing me to generate a feeling of safety and security deeper in myself. So I'm super grateful for the mirror that's bringing up things in me that are asking for me to hold myself and to generate safety within. And of course, it stems from childhood. Of course, it ch I, I grew up in such an unsafe environment, such an abusive environment, like insane. And so I'm really actively working on those childhood wounds whenever they come up because, yeah, I try to get him to rearrange it. This feels unsafe. Oh, my God. Like, tell me it in a way that feels safe to me. But then the wound just keeps perpetuating. It's not up to him. It's up to me. He's not my source of safety. I am. But if I keep addressing at surface level, I never hit what's underneath. So again, if something's being triggered in a relationship, and relationships are anything, a friend, a boss, a coworker, a spouse, a child, like anything with yourself, 
Yes, of course, address it accordingly. There are structures, tools, techniques, communication styles, all the things that can make relationships more workable, more easy flowing, less projecty. So of course, implement something that is in alignment, but first locate yourself in it. What am I projecting? Am I making this person super wrong? Okay, yeah, there's a fucking big charge here. All right, let me look at that. Is it just that this isn't working for me? What's underneath of that? Well, they did this and this and this and this, and that's not okay, and they need to own up to it, and they need to do this, and or I need to ba-da-da-da, and I just need to be better, I just need that, or he lies, and he's this, and he's that, and it's like, come back to yourself. Is someone being dishonest with you? Okay, then maybe your energy is toward yourself because you keep choosing to step back into that space. Is... You know, like we could go on and on, but it's like, locate yourself. How can you take responsibility and then address the situation accordingly from a space of sovereignty, not making the person wrong, humbling yourself enough to get there, humbling yourself enough to love yourself and love in an unconditional way, which I don't think a lot of us know how to do. Our love is distorted i love this person but not this person unconditional love is what one is what one can embody and then you just are that it's like i love you with no conditions so it's this is what i'm always trying to get across it's the finite merging with the infinite so the infinite part that's like in unconditional love i fucking love you this is all a dream this is all a game Like, we're just an earth school with the finite. That's the human, the personality, you know? So bridging the two, which is ties into what I say. Like, it's not stepping over if something doesn't feel in alignment or letting someone, quote unquote, get away with their actions. It's like addressing it from the finite place. Do you see what I mean in that? So loving someone unconditionally. So I want to give an example. And I, did I share this before? It's about my mom. (laughs) So my mom smokes cigarettes in the house and it swells up my glands. It makes me feel terrible. I think that I shared this in another podcast. I don't know. I forget what I talk about now. So my agreement with her is I will come visit and stay with you, but you have to smoke outside because my body cannot handle the cigarette smoke being baked out in the house. Okay. Agreed. Promise agreed. All right. So I go stay with her for a few weeks and it happened like five times, like five different times. I'd walk in because I would be out and about doing errands or running somewhere, hanging with a friend. I'd come back and there'd be smoke in the house and she'd always have an excuse. Like, I thought it'd be fine. I thought it'd blow up before you get home, all this stuff. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, please, this was my one agreement. So I went to sleep and I woke up and my room was filled with smoke. I'm upstairs. And I went downstairs and I'm like, mom, this is like the sixth time. Like, I cannot even deal with this. And she's like, I'm so sorry. I thought it would be fine. And I'm like, please, like, can this like not happen again? So this is six times. Okay. So the seventh time it happened was two nights after that. Again, I woke up at night 
my room was filled with fucking smoke again. And I was pissed this time. I was fucking triggered and I was projecting it because I was tired. I'm like, again, like she doesn't get, I made all these stories. She doesn't give a fuck about me. She doesn't give a fuck about my request. Like my one request and she can't even do that. Like I paid to come here. I'm paying, like I want, I was in it. So I went downstairs and I like was a little trigger. I'm like, mom, are you freaking kidding me? She was standing by the window smoking inside the house, open window, but like watching the television. And she like got startled, but she just like freaked out back on me. She started screaming at me, like literally screaming. She was like, I thought it'd be fine. It's my house and it's the window and I thought it'd be fine and free screaming at me. And I froze. So right in that moment, I had like childhood trauma happening and I was the observer of everything happening in my body. I froze and I was seeing the inner child part of me in this kid part. This was like, it was like time stopped, but so much was happening at once. It was all not linear. It was like right now, all this drop in. I was seeing the part of me that was this little girl that just wanted her love from her mom that wanted to come in and fix. Like, I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. It's fine. Like how I grew up whenever my mom would project anger on me. Then the part of me that was frozen, like that would freeze so much when she would scream at me all growing up. Then the teenage part of me that was like, fuck this bitch. How dare she talk to me like this? I'm out. But wanted to like, the other part of me that wanted to defend and scream back at her, like, how dare you? So much happening. Like another part that was like, save me, get me out of this home. And then the mother part of me coming in and holding all those parts of me that are like, look at her. I was holding all these parts, like loving them, like swallowing them like a baby and looking at her and seeing her for the child she was and like the hurt teenager she was and all the anger that was projecting on me. I was seeing it all at once. It was like, I want to say magnificent, (laughs) Um, but all parts were playing out at once. So I was still like traumatized in that moment. I was in freeze because here she was screaming at me and it hadn't been happened since I was a kid. So I just like looked at her and I took myself away and I went back upstairs into my room and she was still screaming. I closed the door and I did some work with myself. I started breathing. I calmed my nervous system. I was looking at all these parts of me. I was loving all these parts of me that were the, still those parts, all those ages, fuck her or, oh God, I want to fix her all this. I just want her to love me like all the parts. And I was bringing them into wholeness, into my body. Like I've got you. We're safe. We're going to have a conversation tomorrow it's okay, honey. Like I like re came back to myself. This story doesn't even need to be told, but I want to tell it, you know? Um, so anyways, I could have just said, here's an example. My boundary was, Hey, you know, no, this doesn't work for me, you know? And so the next morning, like I set another boundary. So I had the next morning, she was outside smoking and we hadn't talked or anything is when I finally came down and I went and I sat down next to her outside. I'm like, do you have a moment to speak with me? And she's like, yes. And I was like, I, last night, I know that you got really worked up and projected a lot of that energy onto me. Um, but I just have to share with you, like that level of communication doesn't work for me. And she started crying at this point, but I was so proud of myself because I wasn't making her wrong. You know, I wanted to, I had evidence to like, it's not okay for you to do this. You psycho, you, you bitch, you know, whatever. I was like, 
very, I was the parent and, and I was very loving to her because I could see that it was a, her own hurt and pain. But for me taking care of my own self, that was a boundary. Like that's not okay for me to put myself in that situation. Like my body was like, please like create a boundary here. Um, so I just told her like, Hey, you know, that doesn't work for me. And if it escalates to that again, I just ha have to let you know that I'm going to just remove myself from the home and I'll stay someplace else the rest of the time that I'm here. And she was crying and she was just like, I'm sorry. I just was embarrassed and I'm so sorry. And da, 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 da. And I saw her teenager, like the teenager that, or that got caught doing something quote unquote wrong and just got defensive and lashed out back. You know, it had nothing to do with me. It was just her and her own process and her own journey. So like in that moment, like so much healed the whole scenario but I got to like restate my boundary and then it was honored. You know what I mean? And from a place of unconditional love, like I love you no matter what. And I'm addressing the 3D from this space in my human. It, that's not an environment that I'm going to put her in, you know? So for someone else, you know, hey, you keep saying one thing and doing another. And that doesn't work for me. Like, how can I partner with you to see this through? Or, you know what I mean? I'm going to have to move into a different direction if that happens again, because it just doesn't feel in alignment for me. You're not making them wrong. It's their own journey. Everyone's dealing with their own shit and it's never about you, even though it feels like it's about you and there's evidence that it's about you. It's not, it's their own work. Just like the trigger is your own work. But there's also a middle point of, like I said, these communications and structures and ways of interacting with one another that can be established that feel workable. Does all this land? <laughs> yes, no. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> and just bringing myself back again and again and again, even right now, just to the present moment. A really beneficial ways through the senses. Bring my mind, my body, my field back. What can I become aware of? My breath, am I holding any parts of my body? Is my belly tight? My shoulders relaxed? How does the air feel in my skin? Bring myself back right here right now if I'm getting too caught up in the triangle. Victim, perpetrator, rescuer, who So yeah, Jeremiah not taking on when someone legit makes him, him wrong to like all these accusations that's been one of my biggest triggers to get over is when someone makes me wrong for something that I did not do like perceives it completely incorrectly I get so triggered like that's not fucking true at all like when I was at Think of Me a lot it would happen people I would seem to be a scapegoat a lot people would be like you told me this I'm like no I didn't here's the text about it and be so triggered and <laughs> so that's been my biggest thing what am i quote unquote protecting and defending oh, okay i hear that yeah because jeremiah is like if i defend and protect right now i'm just making it real like i'm making their ego and their illusions real and i'm not going to do that i'm not going to enter into their playing field one of my clients i work with you're probably listening. Um, we work with her in a way that it's like you sit in your throne. So when you're up in your throne, you're not worried about the battlefield. 
but sometimes you know we'll get off of our throne walk down and be in battle and it's like wait a second why am i battling put down my sword put down my armor walk back up sit on my throne there's nothing to protect and defend i'm just sitting here in the throne of my being nothing can touch me i am infinite i rest in a throne of unconditional love and if i need to make certain decisions to um support my being then i will do that but i'll do it from a place of not making someone else wrong but just saying no this is just simply what is in alignment for me most in alignment for me if someone keeps telling you one thing and doing another you know and this is most up in my field because i was just talking last night to someone about how their partner like keeps quote-unquote lying to them and so it's like if if someone keeps telling you one thing and doing another it's it's still not that like it has nothing to do with you this is a pattern in their life this is something in them even though it we the ego wants to make it personal it's not personal so it's like okay well i've reached a point to i'm no longer desiring to put myself in this situation so i'm going to um just communicate you know like this isn't in alignment for me anymore and i have love for you and this is how i'm shifting our what I'd like to shift our relationship into, you know, after you've tried, if you desire to support this person in unraveling their own stuff that's coming up, because like I said, it has nothing to do with you. It's their own work. Then it's like, how can I support you in this? This seems to be a pattern. How can I support you? But when one takes it personally, how could you, you said this again, you did this again, like protect, defend, then there's, it just keeps it real, you know? There's no support there. It just keeps both parties in their ego. And same with the self. Oh, look. I seem to be really making you wrong for this action that you took. Really wanting to beat you up. But I'm just going to let that go. You did your best. You're doing your best. You know? Well... I could keep going on this topic forever, but I feel complete for today. When's the last time you got triggered or nervous system activated? Can you put the evidence on the shelf and just look at what am I making this mean? Well, I'm making it mean that he doesn't trust, uh, he's inauthentic with his word. Okay, well, what does that mean to you? That means that I can't believe in him. Well, what does that mean to you? Well, it means that this isn't safe. Well, what does that mean to you? It means that I'm not safe. Okay, so what's being triggered is I'm not safe. But you are. And so am I. <laughs> earth school, earth school. Dun -da -dee -dee -dee.